1: Hey, welcome to today's episode of War Room Moments. I'm your podcast host, Jason Miller. And today I have Viadon with us today. It's nice to have you on the show. And uh, thanks for being here.
0: Hello, and thank you for inviting me to be here.
1: Awesome. Well, I always say I do a really, really horrible job at introducing people. So if you could just introduce yourself Tell us what you do and, and, and what your superpower is.
0: So, the just Nolita. I know it's a little bit complicated name and surname to pronounce. I'm originally from Lithuania. I live 11 years in Finland, and I am a time management and productivity expert. So, I help established business owners and also newer business owners to go from being always busy to productive. So I'm love everything what comes to goal setting, planning, prioritizing, getting control of your email and your calendar because I know that's the biggest challenge for entrepreneurs when it comes to time management and productivity.
1: Yes, for sure. We are all. Um, there isn't one business owner out there on the planet that can say they got that nailed down perfect. <laughs> that's for sure. I know I can't. Um, I think as business owners, we go through, you know, our business and gosh, we're just dealing with heat rounds here and heat rounds there and uh, all these things. I'm curious because here, here's what I'm curious because I don't call it time management. I call it time allocation. That's what I call it. Um, so is, how do you really see time management as how it really affects the dynamic of a business and you know how what are some tips that you know you could probably give give people on how to really manage time a little bit better uh,
0: so i definitely agree what you say and also just get back to the second part of your question you mentioned about the superpower and i forgot to answer so i'm a mathematician so my mind is like very left i'm left brain all numbers systems so i very easily see the simple systems i can put for people so they can get the work done faster now the reason why uh, i think most of the people pick time management is the same a little bit like work life balance even though they argue it doesn't exist or it exists I think people understand it very easily, what it is, like what we are talking about. This term ingrained in people's mind for so many years that they immediately understand. If we now introduce some new term, let's say the one that you proposed, it takes so many years again to, for people to pick up. So, I understand that we do not manage the time and we all have 24 hours in a day but it's just the term that everybody understands it very very quickly.
1: Yeah.
0: So my one like the the biggest tip what I can say is that to really become pro at prioritizing I say that the difference between the productive business owner and unproductive it's may they may have the same amount of work But one is drowning in it, is stressed, cannot sleep, taking care of like putting the fires, taking care of emergencies, always behind the deadlines. And the other understands that that work is not going to go anywhere at any given time. I read somewhere entrepreneur has about 40 hours of undone work and they still they are in control. They get work done. They go on three to four vacations. They sleep seven to eight hours and they run six or seven businesses or one successful business. So it's about really understanding what do we focus on in the this pool of work.
1: Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, I like me for me, I'm a really, really big fan of time studies. I love time studies. I do one every single quarter. Um, I preach them to my clients. Um, I preach them to everybody that I talk to is sit down, And as a, as a CEO, as a business owner, every 20 minutes, write down what you're doing for an entire week and then label them tactical, operational, or visionary. And if it's tactical, tactical or operational, get it off your plate, outsource it. Right. So um, do you use that technique at all? Like time study technique?
0: So when I work with my clients, that's one thing.
1: What Mm. we do, we
0: evaluate where that time goes. So what I usually suggest them to do is to print four weeks back and three weeks forward their calendar, Mm. shut the computer, take those pages with, go for a lunch in the restaurant and really look at your calendar. Because so many times entrepreneurs, they're running, they have like years of data sitting Mm. in their calendar. And that data helps me then to restructure their calendar. And it works really well. So we are not necessarily going in like 20 minutes, which is really good. But they see a lot in that one hour sitting in the restaurant with their seven pages of Google Calendar, for example.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting when you talk about productivity and time and how they work together. Um, you know, I, I just myself, you know, I go through my weekly schedule and it's after the week is over. Right. And you look back and you go, wow, I could have done that so much more efficiently. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> but I think also what's important is you plan in your schedule that time to go for a walk that time to maybe slip up and see the kids and play for 10 minutes or do those things that like, uh, they give you that little bit of dopamine hit right during the day. Um, and the, and it gives you a sense of happiness and you're not stuck in the suck all day and, and all those things. And, you know, what, what is your, what do you consider a good work-life balance for a company, an executive, say? Um, what, what would you give for an idea that would be a great work-life balance way to manage that different things? So,
0: yeah. So I love that you mentioned that topic because I work with a lot of attorney owners and uh, they like off the wind. And all of my clients, I forgot to mention, even though I'm in Europe and Scandinavia, all my clients are in America. Mm-hmm. So there is like attorney owners, especially the legal field, they work a lot. So it's very different uh, life-work-life balance for different entrepreneurs. But I would say like there are just a handful of things that really goes into the equation. Sleep, lunches, quality families, like oh, many, how many entrepreneurs, they cannot say that they give hour or one and a half to their kids without the phones. So like something something that we do for fun, hobby, interest, whatever it is, is it reading, is it hiking, is it cycling? And uh, even though entrepreneur may work, let's say 16 hours, if they can gain extra two hours in a day now to go one hour for sleeping, half an hour for lunch and half an hour before the child goes to sleep, that's already for them. It's, it's almost like a miracle because for so many years they they could not achieve even near it. So it's very different but I would say that everybody has to look at their values. People say family is so important and yet they work so many hours work goes as the number one in their calendar. So when I say to people show me your calendar I will show you I will tell you are you on the path to achieve your goals? everything is in the calendar.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm guilty of it. I am very guilty of it. And what I, one of the things I like to do is I take all of September off. I call that my digital detox month. (laughs) And, you know, I pretty much, I hand it down. I hand down the company to my next in charge and I just disappear kind of not totally, but, um, but, or we have a box in our family and uh, it's a box. You can put a lock on it. And like, say on Friday night, pizza night, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Everybody has to put all their electronics in the box. We put a lock on it and there there is nothing else. And no, it forces you to uh you know play Monopoly right. or love or it. something else. And I shut all the Wi-Fi off mouse. So <laughs> I love it. So you I know you, you, you can't even watch TV. So it's like either go outside and play or or you play games as a family or do something like that. So I figured out little squirrely ways to do things that that uh help in my family life, but I mean, you can always do more and you can always do better. Right. So, and and I think that's where somebody like you comes into somebody's life and just really helps them structure things. And It isn't like we don't know these things, and it's amazing that we need somebody else to come hit us with a baseball bat in the back of the head, right? (laughs) Or somebody
0: tell that you have to have a lunch, like in the middle of the day.
1: (laughs) 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 We all know this. We all know we're supposed to do these things, right? But I think sometimes we just need a guide, right? Sometimes we just need a guide to remind us to do things, or, or to slow down, or, or whatever the case may be. We all need mentors in our life, right? We all need people around us that. Um, it's not that they're smarter than us or any of that stuff. It's just they keep us on track, right? So that's really important, and that's what you do for people. You keep people on track. You you help them, you know, really figure out. Their their life, their I I I always say this your your uh, your business plan should support your life plan, and vice versa, right? So they should yes. be very symbiotic, right? Um, and it's easy to say that, and then doing it sometimes <laughs> a, a whole nother thing. But how how have you really seen all of that shape out over the course of COVID? I'm interested to 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 kind of get your take on what does that two years look like compared to what it used to be?
0: So that's a great question. Although I did start my business in the midst of pandemic.
1: Mm, okay.
0: Uh, so, so in that part, but um, what I've noticed, the biggest uh, change is that when people had to stay home. Some of the companies they realize that now their employees, they get a lot more done. But for a lot of people, that boundary between the life, especially for women, between their home life and the work life, now that boundary been blended. And it's I, I have clients who just are saying to me that that I cannot say to my family that if my doors are shut, it means I'm I'm working, like don't enter the room. So I think that became a little bit bigger challenge for the business owner, plus when the kids were at home, to really get the most important work done when now there is a family around them.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I think, you know, for mothers, single parents, so on and so forth, I mean, it's not necessarily just a gender thing, but... But, you know, that work that kind of shifted us all into our homes, right, that really affected the dynamic of the family. Um, Because I used to have an office downtown, the pandemic came around, and then, you know, it was impossible. I was like, forget it. I turned it back and and I built and I basically took our spare bedroom in our house, turned it into an office, but it was right off the kitchen. Right. So it was like the kids were there. It was accessible. It was noisy and all that stuff. So I ended up literally building an office outside of my house, (laughs) built an office outside my house. And, you know, it's not off limits, but it's just, it's not convenient for them to come down to my office anymore. So, um, I think some of that is the environment that we put ourselves in a little bit. Um, and I know a lot of people, they went and bought those like uh, pre-made storage containers and stuff at like Home Depot. The nice ones, not the ones that look look all, you know, ghetto. Like weapon. shipping
0: containers. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like pre-, pre-made wood and they have windows in them and all that. And a lot of people went and bought those and they put them put them down somewhere on their property, ran an extension cord out to it and and there's their new home office. So it uh, there's a lot of creative ways to do things. And I think that, you know, the, the hard part about it in my opinion is I don't care if I'm on the phone with somebody and their kids are in the background and all that stuff. Right. But, but there was this little stigmatism that, went around right with um well you're at work so why are your kids in the background right mm. and if we've learned anything about time management and all that stuff with a lot of companies right because i have lots of people at work for me and and the only thing i ever say is look i don't care if you're done with your work your tasks if you're if you're up at midnight and work till four and and the job got done, I don't care what you do the rest of the day, right? Manage it how you want as long as the work gets done. I don't care if you're golfing all afternoon if what your job is is <laughs> done by 12, right? And and I think that that's the shift though, right? That's happening. And that's that's the way a lot of the younger generation want to work. And, you know... There, there's a curious thought to get your opinion on, right, is how do you see the upcoming workforce really blending in with all that?
0: So it's so interesting because um, I agree with you that I think this uh, COVID pandemic allowed owners to see that it's not about how many hours their employees sit and do nothing or they do the work, but we don't know what they actually do all those hours. But it's actually about producing the result. And what I've what I've seen now is that I and I know my my quite a few clients. They said that it's getting a bit difficult now to get new employees into the office. Now the the demand it uh, how the ruling it shifted. Now the employees they make the rules. If they don't want to come, they will find the work that would allow them to work from home. And I think that has been the biggest change that they employees now, they they saw the power a little bit in choosing how they want to work. Do they want to go in the office or do they want to work from home? And for the business owners who want to have people in their office, that creates now like bigger challenge than it used to be 2 years ago.
1: Yeah, for sure. And the the, the fact is is they're going to get work no matter what, right? Because somebody's going to allow that. And yes. You know, I don't look at it as a good or bad thing, I guess, but it it does go to show you though how much the up and coming generation cares about their time, right? They want their time to be, um, you know. They want the allocation to do other things besides be clamped to a desk, and I'm okay with that. I think that's a great thing, um, but I also don't think you should get to just dictate to your boss what you're going to do either. But <laughs>
0: so, yes, yes.
1: So, so there's another element of that too that doesn't doesn't make sense to me either. But. Um. Well, hey, I'm really, really interested in um, if you could share a business struggle with the audience that you went through. I, you you started your business right in the middle of the pandemic. I mean, that's that's amazing that you did that to begin with, right? So, so you you started it in the time of uh, the biggest business struggle ever. Um, but if you could share a business struggle that you've been through with the audience that maybe would prevent a young owner from taking that arrow in the back, um, what would that struggle be?
0: So my biggest, I would say my biggest personal mistake was that before I've got the solid number of clients, I would always invest in coaching and which led me to debt. I would Mm -hmm. never do that again. And I would never advise any young entrepreneur to do that. So I, would, I, I invested maybe in four four different coaching that immediately led me to debt and that put stress. I know some, some business owners, they operate well when they are in stressful situation and now they need to make sales because the next bills are coming like already now. For me, it was a major mistake and I learned from it. I flip it, I will never do it again and I have not done it since then. And that was biggest lesson that I would suggest also new owners not, not to invest. And I know they say that, yeah, you have to invest to grow your business, but it's really, I don't know what's your takeaway on that, that when they say live below your means, I wonder if you would agree also that in the business, it also a little bit applies that don't spend over what you really don't have in the beginning.
1: Well, I can tell you, I have bootstrapped every single business that I've ever owned. I've bootstrapped it from the start. Um, and for me, that's really what allowed me to really be successful was just Mm -hmm. bootstrapping it forward. So, Mm -hmm. um, kind of going from there and a a lot of business owners get sucked into that and it's, it's too bad that they do, but it's what you do after that, that really matters. That's for Mm -hmm. sure. So, um, well, Hey, I like to kind of close things out and ask this question. Um, and that is if you could pick someone to be here, um, dead or alive, friend, family, Buddha, Jesus, you know, Elon Musk, somebody, right. Um, who would have that been that you would have had here, maybe just to listen in on our conversation and have a chat with.
0: So I am. I love studying Stoic philosophy. I don't know if you are familiar with the Stoicism. I would definitely like to invite Seneca and ask him, how do we manage in this digitally overwhelmed world
1: yes. with everything
0: that, that's going on?
1: That's a great question, for sure. I'd like to know the answer to that, too. I, You know what the answer is every once in a while, I think? Digital detox. <laughs> September off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, right, that's right. That's right. Well, well. Hey, uh, how do people get a hold of you to work with your genius?
0: So the best way to connect with me is via LinkedIn. So just my name, surname. I'm okay. the most active there, and I'm just in the process of creating my website. So it's not yet up and running, but but people can definitely connect with me via awesome. LinkedIn. That's what I'm the most active.
1: Awesome. Sounds great. Well, hey, thank you for being here today. Really appreciate you taking the time, right, to uh, be here today. No pun intended. Um, take Taking the time to spend with me today, share your story, share your expertise with our audience. Um, and again, I always say we have 168 hours a week. Thanks for spending this 30 with me.
0: Thank you so much for inviting me to to be here.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of War Room Moments. Remember, dream it, believe it, and then go achieve it. My name is Jason Miller. I'm your podcast host. Signing off.